Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And we're back. Pharrell, coast to coast. Hour number two right here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid Radio. Good to have you with us on Sirius XM Channel 159. Carver High and Dane Martinez in for Scotty here today. Good to have you aboard. Uh, they have reached halftime, Dane, at the First Responders Bowl between Louisville and Air Force. We have a 28-14 to 14 lead for the Falcons. I'll give you some live lines here. Minus 12 and a half for Air Force at halftime. And the total okay. of 69 and a half. So there's your live total. 69 and a half. We've got 42 on the board. So we have the, of course, pregame total at 54 and a half that we are working on. We only need, uh, you know, two touchdowns to get over that here right. in the second half. Um, 69 and a half. I mean, that, that is a pretty touchdowns. decent. Uh, that is a pretty decent middle if I wanted to try to try for it and tr- play the under 69 and a half. But. I think I might just want to take my win because it seems like it's in such good shape right now, Dane, that this over is going to hit, that I might just put that in the pocket and uh, prepare myself for Mike Leach and Mississippi State coming up uh, (laughs) later on in the next game here uh, at the Liberty Bowl against Texas Tech. So that's where I'm kind of feeling right now. Unless I think the only thing I would do right now, Dane, is if uh, there's a Louisville number that gets to maybe 14 or more that entices me. I, I endorse your previous statement. You have a winner right now, it looks like. Don't get greedy. Don't get cute. Keep it going. Move on to the next game. I think this over is a sound bet. You have it already. Now go bet the Mike Leach Bowl. Uh, we just we don't want to stop, Dave. We want to keep going here. Get me in the mix for the second half. There's going to be something we find, but no, I'm in on this Mike. If I would we'll do anything, uh, <laughs> if I would do anything, I would still go over. But in your situation, you already have a winner, so I don't think you need to compound yes. anything. That's what I'm saying. But yes, I do think this game can get into the 70s if you're looking for some action and you don't already have a position. I am very interested in the Mike Leach Bowl. We will talk about that uh, here in this hour on Coast to Coast. That is coming up in the Liberty Bowl. All right, Dane, let's finish off the NFL. Uh, Every Tuesday, we always like to check out Super Bowl and MVP odds. We'll start with uh, the Super Bowl odds. Right now, the Kansas City Chiefs back on top, baby. Uh, 4-1. 4-1 right now. The Packers, your second choice at plus 450. 
Bucks at seven to one. My Buffalo Bills have climbed back up the list after that win over the Patriots uh, on Sunday. Plus eight fifty for the Bills. The Cowboys are nine to one. We have the Rams at plus nine fifty, and then the Patriots and the Titans right behind them at seventeen and eighteen to one. The Colts are also eighteen to one. Dane, I don't know if I want to go any deeper than that right now. I know last week you had mentioned San Francisco, I believe, who now is 31 to 1 uh after losing to Tennessee. I don't know if we want to go any deeper than that New England Tennessee yeah. Indianapolis line at 17 and 18 to 1, right? Yeah, I would agree with you. Remember, I told everybody about the Chiefs when they went back down to 16 to 1 at one point on this show telling everybody to buy the dip and now look, they are the favorites. If I had to take stabs on this board, there would be two. And uh, you've heard me talk about this team for the last week, week and a half. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Carve. I like what is happening in Dallas, specifically, again, on the defensive side of the ball. I don't care about a slump. I think we saw that that's all done. For me, it's Diggs, it's Parsons, it's Lawrence, and, you know, and, and it's these guys that can bring the heat and be playmakers on the defensive side. I like them, and as we welcome in our radio audience from around the country, around the globe, thanks for getting the winning edge with us. Dane Martinez and Carver High right here on Pharrell Coast to Coast. The other team for me would be Tennessee because I think there's a world where Tennessee gets better over the next three weeks okay as soon as Derrick Henry is active and they got AJ Brown and Julio back again you know that's a different team I'm looking for teams that can get better and look like they're a better team three weeks from now and Derrick Henry would certainly suffice and let's remember this about Tennessee right now at 18 to 1. Uh, and they have the Bills ahead of them right now, the Patriots ahead of them. The Titans, if they can finish out these last two games, are going to have the two seed in the AFC. Provide, unless, of course, Kansas City loses a game, they have the head to head against them. Right. They may end up with the one. But let's say they get this two right now. That's going to put them into position to A, the first weekend, have a home game against whoever comes out of that last wild card spot. Right. So not the Colts, not the Patriots. One of those teams that's going to finish in the in the back end there. So they're going to play that team, and because they're the two, they'll get to host another game the following right. weekend in Buffalo the or Cincy, against, say the Bills, right. or or Cincy, or, Cincy or, one of those or, so, or whoever. Yep. If they get to that spot, Dane, uh, eighteen to one, that's going up. Uh, it, it just is, and Damn especially right. when they announced that Henry Henry's good to go, everything's looking great for them. That number is only going to improve. So I think there is a little bit of a buy with the Titans at eighteen to one. Although as a Bills fan, I want another piece of them, Dane, uh, in the division <laughs> round. There's no doubt about that. Fair. MVP right now. Uh, last week we talked a lot about Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he does continue to go up this list. Now sitting at seven to one along with Brady. I mean, geez, Dane, here we go. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Give it to him. The minus money with two weeks to go. Minus 175. It's easy, Dane. It's over. Give it to Rodgers. He's playing great if people can stomach actually voting for him. Can you imagine how insufferable he'll be on the Pat McAfee show if he actually gets this award? <laughs> oh, boy. Looks like he's getting it at this point. Who knows? Maybe Taylor runs for 600 yards the last two weeks. Joe Burrow, 30 to 1, baby. Right, Pharrell, coast to coast. Carver, I, and Dane back on the grid after this with some NBA. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back for El Coast to Coast right here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us today, Carver High and Dane Martinez in for Scotty right here on a Tuesday. Let's roll some NBA now, Dane. Take a look back at last night. How about the Grizzlies getting it done in Phoenix against yeah. the Suns? 114 to 113. John Morant. With the winner on Bally Sports Southeast. Let's hear it. Morant, three seconds. He drives, banks, oh! and in with five tenths of a second oh! timeout, Phoenix. Oh, look. Yes, uh, sir. Dan, we, both, uh, we both thought that was a good spot for the Suns last night. Minus seven and a half. Had the Grizzlies coming into town at the end of playing a right. whole bunch of games on the road. Uh, but say this, John Morant. You know, he continues to try to just slowly push himself into that upper echelon of players in this league. Like, he's getting there. Now, we thought out of that draft it was going to be Zion, and Zion can't, just doesn't play. Uh, I mean, it, just, it is what right. it is. John Morant's the guy that is slowly ascending to get into that talk of the 10 to 15 best players in the league. No, I think that's absolutely fair. I actually years ago said I thought John Morant would be a better fit in this day and age of the NBA than Zion Williamson. I'm glad that we still have the tape on that because I ain't making it up. And I think his skill set is becoming more and more evident. I will say this. You're right. We were both on Phoenix, but at one point in game live yesterday, we were able to come back on Phoenix plus five and a half because they were down the entire game. And that's a great testament. You don't need them to come all the way back and win you can still you know get out of bad decisions in game live and i gotta tell you also what we didn't know or at least what i didn't know or realize at that point there was no ayton he was in the protocols there was no monty williams in the protocol so now we also have to handicap if like the impact of a coach we've seen coaches in the nfl we got to see the impact of a coach because also chauncey billups was in the protocol yesterday for portland and they were playing dallas who put up something like 80 points on them in the first half so you know we got to see what the impact is of coaches in different sports to try to define and calibrate this one as well it's really the same situation as we talked about with the nfl last hour like you almost got to wait until 30 minutes or 60 yeah. minutes before tip off you got to know for sure who's in who's out who's playing who's on the bench you need to get like the full rundown of what's going on in these nba games because on a nightly basis especially right now uh, just like the NFL, it's chaos here uh, with who's in and who's out. The Atlanta Hawks have had some problems getting people in, that's for sure. They just got yep. Trey Young back last night. They did lose to the Bulls, 130-118. to 
They're playing with a makeshift roster. They still have more guys out. But Trey Young says, these guys, they're grinding, and they're about to bust out. It's going to happen. Here's Trey. Yeah, we just got to find a way to win. Um, we're trying to – we're out there. We're playing hard. Guys are playing hard and playing playing their butts off. Even the new guys um, playing hard and playing hard on defense. But it's just we got to find a little bit more just to help us win. And, um, I mean, we're just, we're just got to find a way to win while guys are out. There is Trey Young right there. So, look, uh, the same thing with the Hawks. And – and this goes right. back to almost the same thing we said with the Saints. Like, and I was talking about the win season total yep. of eight and a half for them, and the win yep. season total for the Hawks at forty-six and a half or whatever it is. And I'm sitting here watching them lose game after game with no Trey Young in the lineup, no Capella in the lineup. I'm just watching the losses right. pile up, Dane. So it's just the opposite example for me with the Saints before. I'm losing this bet because the Hawks can't get anybody on the floor, and they're losing every single night. <laughs> No, it makes sense, and that's why, you know, I hate to say it this way, but I've kind of just thrown up my hands on it because you're going to have, Carver, you're going to have plenty of examples on the positive side, the Saints for you maybe, you're going to have plenty of examples on the negative side. It's almost like, eh, I'm done with it, and you see all the clips today we're playing, right? These players, these coaches, they're all kind of like, yeah, we're playing hard. It is what it is. Everyone knows what this is right now. To be quite honest, they probably shouldn't be playing but they are kind of steaming through anyway and now they just kind of got to deal with the uncertainty of it all nobody knows what to do nobody knows what to say about it they just got to toe the company line and kind of you know we're doing the best we can we're trying really hard we're on to cincinnati <laughs> the nets rolled the clippers in la 124 to 108 james harden he has been back for the nets these last couple games out in los angeles he drops 39 on the clips here he is on yes. Just wanted to come back and keep the Nets rolling. Now 23-9. and nine. Here's Harden. Man, I've seen how resilient our, our, our team was. It was one guy after another, uh, you know, going to the protocols. Uh, we've been dealing with a lot, a lot this year so far. We just, we've been a resilient group. Uh, nothing seems to phase us. So we just kept, we just kept going. And when, I come, when I came back, I just wanted to have that same mindset. Uh, obviously, well, hopefully when we get back uh, home, uh, we can get a full roster. So um, just continue to keep building, continue to keep going uphill uh, as a collective unit and uh, continue to keep better, getting better. And they will get home and have an almost full unit together, Dan, is they're going to have right. Kevin Durant, LaMarcus Aldridge, and now for road games, Kyrie Irving, as they all clear the protocols, they will be back for Nets. I'm still interested in that dynamic, Dane. I'm still interested in the Kyrie Irving only going to play road games dynamic for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, it's good. And they don't have a road game, I think, for at least another week and a half, two weeks, because they just came back for what was supposed to be a long West Coast trip. They only ended up playing two games because of the circumstances. But Kyrie's still going to have to at least get to practice with him for a couple weeks, right? No, absolutely. I think they said it's going to be a couple of weeks still for Kyrie Irving. And I'm with you. This idea of, you know, him still on only road games is interesting to me. Like, what if they got good rotations going on at the Barclays Center and they're really doing well? And then they have to also have this parallel track of what they do on road games, not only for Kyrie, who obviously is a good enough player to be able to figure it out, but for like team chemistry and like athletes are creatures of habit. You know what I mean? And so to kind of have version A when you're at home and version B when you're on the road and people don't know their routines and rotational patterns i also am intrigued to see how this will play out you mentioned that the mavericks whacked the trailblazers 132 to 117 jazz beat the spurs but yeah. once again they did not cover dane we said the jazz have had some trouble covering games against right. the spurs 110 to 104 t wolves beat the celtics 108 103 and the hornets 
They blasted the Rockets 123 to 99. Now, let us try to get some tickets for tonight. Dane will have you in game live, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, and he has a pretty good NBA slate. We have the Bucks in Orlando against the Magic tonight, minus 15 for them right now. The Sixers are in Toronto against the Raptors, minus six there. The Wizards in Miami against the Heat, minus seven. Uh, for the home team, and the Knicks are in Minnesota. Of course, we just said they beat the Celtics last night. Tonight, they take on the Knicks. Knicks, the four-point road favorite tonight in Minnesota. That is never a good spot for the Knicks, Dane, especially after winning a game. You want back the Knicks as a road favorite in Minnesota tonight. I just cannot do that. No, I hear you, right? Like, this is not the spot. Now, all of a sudden, there's a level of trust for them as a favorite on the road. I can get behind the T-Wolves as well. I also like Philadelphia. They are on the road, but in Toronto. And the Raptors are another one of these teams who have, you know, struggled to, like, field a team recently. I think they have been hit hard, and I'll attack it with Philadelphia tonight. The Lakers are in Houston, so second night of a back-to-back for the Rockets. They have the Lakers coming to town. They are 6 point. Road favorites. The Cavs are in New Orleans against the Pelicans. Three and a half point road favorites as well. A lot of road favorites tonight, Dane. Warriors at home, minus eight against the Nuggets. And the Thunder are in Sacramento to take on the Kings tonight, minus six for the home team. Thunder have actually, like, been kind of spunky in a few of these spots, Dane, where they're getting points. Like, they've won a couple of games outright. And a team like the Kings, who absolutely stink as well, uh, might not be bad to grab the Thunder here tonight. I'm not mad at that. I think the safest bet on the board is the Golden State Warriors, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to bet it pregame at 8. I'm going to hope for any kind of run Denver makes early on, and then if I can get them at a more manageable number, I will attack the Warriors, who I still believe will come out to play tonight. Betting the NBA in-game, Dane. It's the only way to be, man. Forget these pregame numbers. In-game for the NBA with Dane on in-game live right from coast to coast. Right here on the grid, Carver Hine Dane. Back with more right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Tuesday. Carver High and Dane Martinez in for Scotty right here. On Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio, good to have you with us. And you need to stay on the grid all day, even when you're not tuned in. Follow us on Twitter at Sports Grid, at Sports Grid TV, at Sports Grid Radio. Everything you could ever possibly want. 
That could be breaking news. That could be clips from the shows. It could be updated odds. could be everything you could imagine. Right there, SportsGrid, at SportsGridTV, at SportsGridRadio. Please go and follow right now. All right, Dane, we do have uh, some news in the NFL. We talked about this at the beginning yes. uh, of the show, and now it looks like it is in play. NFL and NFLPA now have adopted the new CDC guidelines, reduced the quarantine time to five days from 10 days for all COVID-positive players who are asymptomatic. Remember that. Got to be asymptomatic, including those who are unvaccinated per sources. Now, this, of course, comes from Adam Schefter, ESPN. That also means, Dane, that that is going to be a good scene for Carson Wentz on Sunday, potentially, to be able to play as long as he's asymptomatic against the Raiders. Yeah, absolutely. As long as he's asymptomatic, I guess. But two things on this real quick. One, you should probably tune into good old hard knocks in season with the Indianapolis Colts to see the way they have been managing this and the ups and downs and like what random dudes in the locker room were saying, wait, you can play? Wait, they changed the rules? We're going to see that kind of footage, and I think it will be hysterical. The other thing, and I'm not trying to say that social media is any kind of prize of, you know, news and reporting and opinion, but you can already see it, right? So it's like, oh, so Carson Wentz can play. And then you got Raiders fans being like, oh, so they changed the rules again to help keep us out. Now, I don't believe that necessarily, but the point remains, right, that we have a moving target here and that some teams will have some kind of gripe, whether you're Washington, whether you're Vegas, whether you're Cleveland, or whether you're New Orleans from last night, and that is the slippery slope that I know the NFL wanted to avoid, and they should just pretty much admit it right now. We don't give a damn. We're just trying to get through this and get to the finish line, because that's all this is, but the target moves again, and it will be easier to have a full complement for a team as long as you're asymptomatic. I mean, they're like, we got two regular season weeks, we've got the playoffs, and we're out of here until September. Let's just try to get Let's through get this thing through. any yep. way that we can. You're right about the Raiders a little bit. This is the second time. They moved the Brown game when they probably, yep. you know, eh, didn't need to. Uh, two days, Raiders did end up winning it anyway. And now the Raiders probably thought three hours ago they weren't going to be facing Carson Wentz on Sunday in Indianapolis, and now uh, that might not be the case. Looks like that they, as long as he stays asymptomatic, they he will play against the Raiders this week. So there's your NFL break news involving that. College football, Dane. Let us go to the college football playoff because they let the players talk yesterday. Of course, on Zoom, as they're keeping everybody away from the players, hoping uh, right. that they will be good to go on Friday in these two semifinal games. Let us start. Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter, he says Cincinnati, they embrace being the underdog in the group of five team against the giant Alabama. Here's Ritter. For us, you know, we've already had so much pressure on us throughout the entire season of, of marking off the, the checklist. Um, you know, so why add the pressure of every other non-Power 5 school that, you know, that, that we have on our back? So, you know, for us, it, it's really just been about us and will always and continue to be about us and the way we go about our way and the way we go about our game. Um, so, you know, there's there's really no added pressure on us from that standpoint. Um, and, yeah, we're just, you know, excited to get out and show what we can do. This has sat, Dane, uh, at pretty much 13 and a half for the last three weeks that we have been approaching this game. It's maybe touched 14 at some places, a time here or there. Vandal's got it at 13 and a half as we sit a couple days before kickoff. Are you, like me, still expecting that Thursday night, Friday morning, you will start to get just the rush 
of Alabama money that pushes this thing beyond 14 into the 15 range, into the 16 range. Is that coming, or do you think it's going to stay where it is right at the two-touchdown mark? I think that's possible when the public comes in and, like, is off for New Year's Eve and they start thinking about it. Yes, it may get to the two touchdowns, maybe even 14 and a half or 15, but I think that would be bad steam that I would not follow. If it gets over two touchdowns, I would like Cincinnati. Let me give you two reasons why. One is that... We're starting to talk about how conferences stack up against each other, and the SEC has not really performed that well so far. They haven't won a game yet, including a matchup of these two conferences earlier today when Houston was able to handle Auburn. And here's the other thing I'll tell you. I saw Cincinnati in a big-time New Year's Day bowl game last year against the Georgia Bulldogs when they were a kind of powerful group of five team, and I was like, oh, but they're going to step up and play the SEC big boy. That year it was Georgia, and that game was very, very close. I think it was a 34-31 kind of final. I believe Cincy can, in fact, hang with Alabama, and if the number goes over two touchdowns, I'd like it even more. Well, I know that you're uh, very invested already in the Cincinnati Bearcats. This is true. So you already are. This you are very, very much this is true. Uh, looking forward to the Bearcats and the Alabama Crimson Tide coming up on Friday. In the other semifinal game, of course, Michigan and Georgia down in Miami at the Orange Bowl. Let's hear from Michigan wide receiver Mike Sainstrill. He says, Dane, the Wolverines' offense against Georgia, they are ready to go and expose it like Alabama did in the SEC title game. Here's Mike. They're a dominant defense, but, um, you know, we we ourselves have a really good offense. And, you know, physical physicality is the brand of football we play here. Um, you know, that's just the model we have on, on this offense. Is, is We call it PSP, which is uh, physical, smart, precise. And, you know, as you see, the first word is physical. Um, that's just how we play football here. That's, that's what we want to do. That's what we instill into our guys. And um, that's just how it's going to be in this game. Of course, it's going to be one of those physical games. Um, and it's going to come down to, you know, the most dominant uh, side of the ball winning. Um, and this, that's how we're attacking this game. I don't know, Dane, if it's me just still thinking about how Alabama exposed Georgia in that game. Or I don't know if it's the part of me that doesn't want to see Alabama and Georgia play again the rematch. Uh, this time in the national title game. I don't want it. Um, but I also feel that Michigan, they've got a little bit of a magic carpet ride going here. There, there's something funny with the Michigan Wolverines this year. Harbaugh, like everybody wanted him out last year. They right. cut his pay a little bit. They bring him back. They have this great season. They lose that game to Michigan State. They had no business losing, and they're able to fight back from that, beat Ohio State for the first time since Harbaugh's been at Michigan, winning the Big Ten title. I just feel like there's some magic carpet right here, and they have some dominance in the area of the field where you need right. to against Georgia, which is the offensive line and the defensive line, and I think that that's going to be a key. Where not only, Dane, do I like this 7.5, with Michigan, I think I liked him to win the game outright, Dane. And I'm talking myself into it here. I think that they're going to beat Georgia on Friday. 
Well, listen, I am also heavily invested in Michigan, so I see it your way <laughs> as well, Carver. But honestly, when you take that narrative out, because I do think there's something to the charmed life that Harbaugh and the Wolverines are play, are leading with this year, especially when you saw that scene in the big house after their game against Ohio State, right? It does kind of feel like it was written on some level for these Wolverines. But take all of that out of it. Here's the dirty little secret for me. Who is Georgia's best win this year? Like, what quality big-time team has Georgia actually beaten this year, okay? They've been dominant. Like, they beat Clemson early in the year. We realized that wasn't a huge win. Who in the SEC has really stepped up? And then against Alabama, they lost. You know what I mean? And so how have we seen Georgia actually come through against a team that was equipped to kind of punch them in the mouth? They're 0-1 in those situations, in my opinion. They're lost to Alabama being the only example where we got to see Georgia up against another big-time team. I do believe the Georgia defense is great when you're playing Tennessee and Kentucky and Ole Miss and that kind of stuff, but Michigan is a different animal who is ready to punch them in the mouth, and I want to see if Georgia can do it. It's kind of the same thing as I've been saying. I want to see if Mac Jones can do it for the Patriots, if it's actually on his arm. I have not yet seen this Georgia team respond against a true high-level opponent all season long. So that for me, the jury is also still out, Carver. And I like Michigan, their physicality, and a little bit of that magic carpet ride you're talking about. I'll take them at plus 225 myself. And, and look, I, I don't doubt how great the Georgia defense is, despite what happened against Alabama in the SEC title game. But let's be fair here. They were a bit of a bully team this year. You said it. They were a bully team on defense. They feasted on teams that were not as good as them. And not once this year has that offense had to win them a football game. The Alabama game got out of hand way too quickly. They were not coming back from down three scores in that game. I'm talking about I want to see this Stenson Bennett take the football down seven with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter and get Georgia in the end zone. Because honestly, Dane, I don't think he can do it. it. And I I don't think that offense is built to score a big touchdown late in a football game. Maybe they will, and they'll shove it in my face, and hey, that means I'm probably going to cover with Michigan plus the seven and a half. But you know what? I need to see that offense actually do it. Haven't done it yet. Sounds like they're going to start Bennett in the game. They're not going to play JT Daniels. They're going to play Bennett. That's fine. You can play whoever you want. I don't think that your offense is good enough, and I think that Aiden Hutchinson and that crew are going to be all over them on Friday night down at the Orange Bowl in Miami, Dane. All right, Pharrell coast to coast. On a Tuesday, Carver High and Dane Martinez. Still 28-14. Louisville first and goal here, Dane. We got some more points coming our way, hopefully, here at the first responders bowl. We're rolling with you on Coast to Coast. Coming up next, Big Ten Ben. Big Ticket Ben. The morning after, Ben Stevens, right here on the grid, joins us on Coast to Coast after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, 
That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Tuesday. Carver High here with you along with Dane Martinez. We bring in right now, you see him every morning, right here, Monday to Friday, 9 a.m., the morning after, on the grid, it is our man, Big Ticket Ben, Big Ten Ben, Ben Stevens. Ben, how are you, my man? What's going on? Carver, Carver, you can call me Big Ten Ben right now. The Big Ten gets into the bowl season fiasco tonight. Prime time I mean, West Coast hours, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Minnesota. A five-point favorite against West Virginia if the game is not canceled in the next hour or so, which we have seen even on a game day in this bowl season now. This is just tough, Ben. It really is. Uh, the way that this has gone, I mean, now we get the Holiday Bowl a couple of hours. I mean, we miss out on the last Gus college football game of the year, Ben. I mean, this was going to be Gus's last stand on Fox tonight yep. doing the UCLA-NC State game, and we get the plug pulled on us. Uh, we lost the Hawaii Bowl. We lost BC and Eastern Carolina the other day. I'm worried about some of these games. Uh, we're going to talk about the semis. I don't think we have to worry about that. It sounds like uh, they're basically keeping the kids uh, as far away from humanity as possible uh, to get these games in on Friday. But since you brought up tonight, we'll start there, and then we'll circle back to Friday semifinal games. We'll start with rowing the boat. You want to row the boat? Let's row it tonight. Uh, of course, uh, they at a chase field. In Phoenix, I love when they play the bowl games in baseball stadiums like they're going to do tonight between West Virginia and Minnesota. P.J. Fleck rowing the boat against the Mountaineers with a nice, healthy, low Big Ten total of 44-and-a-half tonight out in Arizona. Uh, ben, I absolutely love the under in this game. Uh, I do. Uh, when they make it this low, they can't make it low enough for me, Ben. What about you? First and foremost, just stare at the total. 44 and a hook down by half a point from that line. We saw most of the yep. week at 45 points. The Big Ten has its first bowl appearance, and it's the lowest total of the entirety of this bowl season. Of course, we saw an under in the first of four now, or what was supposed to be five, but the first of four now bowl games between Auburn and Houston earlier today. It seems like we're going to hit an over with the game taking place currently in the first responders bowl with Air Force and Louisville. And Carver entering today out of the 16 bowl games, 11 of those 16 totals hitting the over so far. But I agree with you. I think if Minnesota wins this football game, it comes from the fact they have a top 10 scoring defense in the country. And I'll admit it, that was my skepticism of the Golden Gophers entering this year. Could they have any consistency defensively? They have shown that and... You know they love to run the football. Outside of the service academies, which is Air Force, Army, and Navy, of course, that run the triple option, Minnesota runs the ball the most, the highest rushing play percentage in all of college football outside of the service academies. Nearly 67.5% of Minnesota's plays on the ground this year. West Virginia, okay against the run. Middle of the pack in college football, nothing to write home about. I think if Minnesota wins this game, it actually correlates to an under. Often you think underdog, under. I think if the favorite wins tonight out in Phoenix, it'll be an under for Minnesota. But Carver, we also know the Golden Gophers this year as a favorite 
have lost a couple of very weird games. A 30-point favorite to Bowling Green at home lost that game outright. A 14-and-a-half-point favorite against Illinois at home lost that game outright. Minnesota, not great as a favorite. I think they can cover tonight to get the Big Ten off with its first bowl victory. And if Minnesota does cover, I actually would lean an under. Yeah, look, and West Virginia's offense is archaic also. I mean, Minnesota's offense isn't good. West Virginia stinks, and they're missing a bunch of key guys who opted out. I think they're running yeah. back. They have two receivers. West Virginia's going to be missing a lot of guys for Neil Brown. Not a good situation there. I love this under tonight. You mentioned overs. I better get this over in this first responders bowl, Ben. We're sitting there with 42 points at halftime. The total was 54-and-a-half. And so far, Ben, we got a bagel through, the, through this third quarter with two minutes to go. Yeah. We need two touchdowns out here between Louisville and Air Force. I'm going to be very upset Ben so get me two touchdowns will me two touchdowns here Ben in the fourth quarter of this first responders bowl <laughs> I'll speak it into existence for you Carver High my best bet of this game though I will say a team total over for the Falcons Air Force over 26 and a half love when your game nice. bet hits in the first half so that a good start but oh, I'll will use some Malik Cunningham escaping the pocket doing some heroic things and the triple option continuing to run to perfection let's hope we get some points in the fourth uh, let's get that. The other game tonight coming up uh, in about an hour, 6.45 p.m. Eastern, the Liberty Bowl featuring mm. the swashbuckler Mike Leach taking on his old team in Texas Tech, Mississippi State, minus nine and a half here. I watched Leach yesterday, Ben, yep. in one of his uh, pregame press conferences talking about how he's still upset that they haven't settled the deal with him, pay him his money from when they fired him at Texas Tech. I don't want to. Texas Tech is not a bad football team. They were very good to me a couple times this year. But Mississippi State, we know the SEC team has the better athletes. And if Mike Leach is in a spot tonight in the second half where he can drop the hammer on Texas Tech, I completely expect him to do it, Ben. And I'm saying if he's up two scores early in the fourth, I think he's going to keep going and just keep driving to win by four or five scores. Absolutely so. Mike Leach, the pirate as we know him. This, the Liberty Bowl, I call it the Mike Leach Bowl because of the animosity that the skipper of Mississippi State still holds to the team he formerly coached in Texas Tech. He said it yesterday blatantly. The $2.4 or $2.6 million buyout, whatever it was, that he has never been paid and has been suing the crap out of Texas Tech and called out the entirety of their athletic and overall school administration yesterday. He is going to try to hang 45 or a 50 burger on Texas Tech tonight. And the Red Raiders are a decent football team. They have a couple of very good wins this year, but it's an interim staff in place as they now turn to Joey McGuire next year. There's some questions about the quarterback position. Is it Tyler Shuck moving forward, the transfer from Oregon, or is it somebody else at the helm of that Red Raiders offense? I think when you look at the offense for Mississippi State, we highlight Air Force in Minnesota for running the football. The Bulldogs throw the ball 77% of the time. Of course, we know the air raid under Mike Leach and what it can do. Will Rogers will return to the Southeastern Conference next year, the quarterback in Starkville for Mississippi State. He might be one of the best returning quarterbacks in all of the conference outside of Bryce Young. I think they hang 40 at least. I would look at a Mississippi State team total if you don't think they can cover nine and a half. Yeah, look, I think the number's good in this game right now at 58.5. I think that laying the 9.5 with Mississippi State is good. Uh, I expect some big things for them in the Liberty Bowl tonight. Tomorrow, three games now. Unfortunately, we lost that Fenway Bowl. I was very interested yeah. to see the bowl game at Fenway between Virginia and SMU off the board. But we still do get 
a game in a baseball stadium, and it features another one of your favorites, a Big Ten team as Maryland, who you could never trust as a favorite at Yankee Stadium in the pinstripe ball against Virginia Tech, who has to basically pick up kids off the street uh, yeah. to play in this game with all the guys that have, I mean, you talk about a mass exodus. There is nobody left at Virginia Tech for this game tomorrow. This opened as a pick now sitting at three and a half. I wouldn't be surprised, Ben, if in the morning it gets even into the four, five, six range when people wake up and realize that Virginia Tech has nobody in the game. But what do I like the most in this game, Ben? Just like always in the Big Ten, give me the under, 54-and-a-half. I don't see a lot of points at the big yard in the Bronx tomorrow. I mean, I agree with you, Carver. When you look at what this line is going to do, and as we have seen on actual game days throughout this bowl season, when a lot of that public attention actually starts to get paid to the games, and you're going to start to do your handicapping from a public perspective and see that who does Virginia Tech even have? What's the interim staff even looking like? Justin Fuente out. Brent Pry, the former now defensive coordinator at Penn State, the head coach in Blacksburg. I don't know where you look for Virginia Tech in this game. I don't love Maryland. Maryland did the classic thing that the Terps always do, and it's fitting they're a turtle. They go back into their shell after starting off the year and be a team that receives votes after four to five weeks, and then they slide throughout the rest of the campaign. But it makes sense the line is moving in Maryland's favor. I would jump on the three and a half right now if you want to back the Terrapins because I agree with Carver. I think we could see something closer to four and a hook, five by the time we get to kick tomorrow in the pinstripe bowl. I will present this narrative for you, though, Mike Carver, and it comes from our good associate producer, Jack Weinberger, on the morning after, a fellow, a former intern on SportsGrid who caps college football games with the best of them. And his cap for this game was this. Of course, as you know, when you go into Blacksburg and you go into Lane Stadium, each and every home game, they play Enter Sandman, whose theme song was also Enter Sandman. Oh. Mariana Rivera, the famed <laughs> Hall of Fame closer for the New York Yankees. Just saying, putting that out there as you approach the pinstripe bowl tomorrow. Hey. If they want to win, go ahead. Just stay under 54 and a half, Ben. That's all that I care about. Just stay under the total if Virginia Tech wants to actually show up. Uh, the other games tomorrow, I'm just going to go with Clemson, Iowa State, because to be quite honest with you, Ben, I don't think they're going to play this Alamo Bowl tomorrow night. You've been hearing mm. the crumbs all week how Oregon doesn't have enough guys. I got a feeling that tomorrow they're going to do like they did today with the Holiday Bowl, and a couple hours before the game, they're going to pull the plug on us. But I will talk to you about the Cheez-It Bowl because – even though Clemson had a very disappointing year this year, yeah. I have a feeling that because of how poorly DJU played a lot and Dabo's going to probably put some new guys getting ready for next year in this game, a lot of coaches do like to use the bowl game for a springboard situation. It's weird for Clemson to be in that spot with how good they've been the last five years, but I do think there's a little springboard to next year for DJU tomorrow night in Orlando in this bowl game, and it's already gone to two and a half. It was one earlier today, now minus yeah. two and a half for Clemson. I think that they're to play tomorrow against Iowa State. Carver, it's interesting to see a top 10 team in Iowa State that began the year ranked number nine in the preseason AP poll. And of course, Clemson, who is ranked number three in the country, entering the season. And to see these two teams here right now and still have an idea of motivation being a factor in your handicap. But I agree with you, maybe more so on Clemson's side, but I wouldn't put it past the Cyclones either for Brock Purdy to try to end what feels like an eight-year career in Ames with a high note. And to see Brees Hall bounce back for Matt Campbell and the clones tomorrow. But I lean with Clemson because at the end of the year, 
Clemson actually turned out to be a pretty good team. Offensively, we know of their struggles, but they started to put up some points in the final three or four weeks, and the defense remained supreme the entirety of the season, even through injuries. Of course, Brent Venables, the former defensive coordinator, now the head coach in Norman moving forward for that Oklahoma football program. I still think Clemson can slow Iowa State down. Of course, the Tigers not great against the number as a favorite this year, but I think they covered in their final three games. And Iowa State was a favorite in, I think, at least 10 or if not 11 of their 12 regular season games. So they're not used to being an underdog either. Neither team great ATS this year. I still lean Clemson. And again, Carver, if this game starts to get some of that momentum in the mid-afternoon, I think it moves past the field goal in Clemson's favor. I think getting yeah. the Tigers right now at a good number is not a bad idea. Uh, I'm with you. I, I think we're already starting to see it. It's gone a point and a half already in the last few hours. It is going to go more uh, before they kick off tomorrow night. All right, we got just over a minute, Ben. Let me get your picks here. Semifinals on Friday. Of course, Cincinnati and Alabama still sitting at 13 and a half. I know you're probably expecting a little bit of movement when we get to Friday morning on that number. And then the night game, Georgia and Michigan. We need a Big Ten representative in the national title game. And you know what, Ben? I think we're going to get one. I like Michigan outright. Wow. Wow, the Wolverines outright. Well, let me start with the nightcap where my bread is buttered, the Big Ten, and talk about that game between Michigan and Georgia. Of course, a battle, the two top defenses in all of college football. I think because of that, we slightly go under. They play a similar style. Both want to control the game script. Both want to get out in front. I think it goes slightly, slightly under. And then I look for Alabama-Cincinnati. I think Bama covers, but just barely. And don't hold that against the Bearcats. No, I think they dropped the hammer. Uh, I know I know, Dane don't want to hear it, but I think it's going to be a tough situation for Cincinnati coming up on Friday. Ben, tremendous job, my man. Happy New Year. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Thanks for coming on. Of course, Carver. Hi. Same to you. A very happy New Year as well. There he is, Ben Stevens, the morning after here on The Grid. We wrap it up coast to coast right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are back for El Coast to Coast right here on a Tuesday. Carver High and Dane Martinez here with you, Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us. Louisville did get a touchdown, so it's now 28-21 at the first responders bowl. About 13 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Air Force about midfield. They have a second down. Uh, Live right now, I thought we just looked minus six and a half for Air Force. 
Uh, total in the low 60s. We just need one more touchdown, Dane. Just get us across the goal line here uh, and get us over and this 54 and a half, and we can, uh, we can all go he'll home happy. Uh, Dane, not only tonight on In-Game Live do you have a ton of NBA, do you have a couple of bowl games, but you also have, for the first time in over a week, some NHL games back on the board. I know Wetzel's going to be happy with you here. We have the Canadians oh, yeah. in Tampa against the Lightning tonight. We have the Coyotes at the Shark Tank against San Jose. And we have Vegas in L.A. to take on the Kings. Uh, honestly, Dane, I I'm just going to say this. Uh, like, we've been talking about how it's hard to bet these teams early. Better As far as hockey goes, right. it has been such a disaster. Games are still getting canceled right now. They canceled like three or four games for tomorrow already. There was a fourth game tonight that was canceled. Dane, I got to stay away from NHL until I see what's going on here. I think it's tough to jump back in tonight. Maybe in-game, get a little bit of a feel after the first period, see what's happening. I think it's hard to bet these NHL okay. games out of the shoot tonight. No, I hear you. I was going to ask if it would be a smart to just bet these dogs. There's some big dogs in the NHL, yeah, right? Montreal plus 250. Yeah. You know, Arizona plus 184. And I was going to ask you, when they come back, do you think offense is ahead of defense as per some of these totals? Because we don't know if they work themselves in. Maybe the under is some play. But I hear you. It's getting very, very hard to try to apply normal logic to what's going on in the sports world right now. So I'll stick with the Bulls and the NBA tonight as well. I think that if you get a couple of these games scoreless after the first period, maybe a little in-game over, Dane. Uh, try to, you know, because that okay. number is going to drop down. Maybe we'll try something like that tonight. Might be the way to go. Dane, great stuff, my man. I will see you tomorrow right here. Pharrell, yes, coast sir. to coast. Carver High, Dane Martinez, Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio. Game time decisions is next right here on The Grid. We'll see you tomorrow. It's come to our attention that you may not be listening enough. Yeah, we were shocked too. Just 16 hours a day. That's all we ask. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.